Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro with Halo. And my head thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to 2v1, like, just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I was trying to do it. You're like, oh, <laughs> see you guys later. A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. I love it. Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway, and like I said, your weekly dose of Halo news, trick jumps, and interviews. And of course, we've got Red Bull Rise Till Dawn coming up this weekend. So who better to bring on the show than a fellow caster himself, Richard Sims? Looking forward to that. But before we get there, we've got our news. We've also got our HCS grassroots giveaway as well. Type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat to enter yourself into that skin and nameplate giveaway. We do it every single week. We have one winner this week. And just let it, let's have it be a fair game. Hopefully you win. If not, stick around next time. And maybe you get a chance to get that skin and nameplate. Let's jump into the news with Maddie Rums from DukeCombo.com. How's it going, Maddie? Hey, how you doing, dude? Good, man. Good to be back once again. Now, I was asking you about this before we actually started the show, and I don't think you watched any of it. Did you know about Outpost Discovery last weekend? I knew it was happening because I saw people's like pictures on Twitter and Instagram, but I had no idea that it was even being broadcasted. Right. Apparently, there's there's actually a live stream for it, guys. I'm not sure if you knew about it. Uh, it's on Mixer. I'm not sure if it's also on Twitch, but they were live streaming Outpost Discovery on Mixer. So, of course, it is exclusive to the U.S. It's like a traveling you know, event in the U.S. But if you're not from the U.S. or you can't make it, you still have an opportunity to check out the action on Mixer. So make sure to keep touch with that. The moment I tuned in, they were doing like some Halo 5 Forge uh you you know the wipeout courses and right. forage yeah. yeah it was it was pretty hilarious to watch so some pretty cool stuff there but of course we've still got news throughout the entire week we've got halo classic on online qualifier dates as well what do we got here maddie yeah so uh you see released the dates for uh the online qualifiers leading up for the tournament uh just like last time they're gonna be used for seeding purposes um they're all on a saturday uh, july 27th august 10th august 24th each one will start at 12 p.m. Central. And again, same like last time, there'll be single elimination, uh, best of three series until the top 16, and then it'll turn into best of five. Right. But, uh, no registration yet, but we'll be seeing that pretty soon, I'm sure. Right. Of course, I know registration just started for the Face It uh, event as well. I'm sure we right. might uh, touch on that as well. But we also have the Halo Classic free agent and partial team list. This is a good way to kind of get yourself ready for the event. What's this all about? Yeah, so I did this with the, the first Halo class in St. Louis. If you're looking for a teammate, uh, if you're looking for a team or you need to fill a spot, I just made a Google spreadsheet that's uh, it's available on the website. It's also on the Twitter. You can add yourself to the list, so if anyone's looking for someone to join a team or you know at least try out, you can find someone there. Uh, if, you have to, if you want to add yourself or make a change to it, you just DM me on Twitter at noobcombocom. C-O-M. Or so on the website. Yeah. yeah, so yet another reason to check out noobcombo.com, guys. He's got the you know the free agent partial team list there. He's got all the news that we talk about in our intro news segment here. So this is an excellent way to get started. Maddie, do you do you play a lot of Halo? Do you see yourself maybe competing? I know you're pretty close to Atlantic City, right? Oh, I'm definitely not competing. I'm, I'm no? trash at the game. <laughs> I enjoy it, but I'm terrible. But oh, I, I'll definitely be there. There's no, there's no way I'm missing an event in my home state. Yeah, good Samaritan role to bring yeah. everybody together, though. But you'll just you'll stay find on me in the this social playlist. <laughs> okay, okay. Fair enough. Uh, now, speaking of events, we also have uh, Rise Till Dawn that has a broadcast schedule as well. What's this look like? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we knew the, pretty much knew what time it was going to uh, start, but the actual broadcast will begin at 8.30. 
uh, Central Time, PM, and it'll end Sunday morning at 5.30. You can watch it at twitch.tv slash Red Bull. And yeah, it's this weekend, so get your yeah. naps in during the day. I mean, the title makes sense. Rise till dawn. You're literally playing through the night until the morning. And for some Halo players, this is this is what they do. It's like a daily thing. So for some guys, they got the advantage here. Others, I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. But uh, yeah. late night Halo. And if game. you've been, I don't know. I think I said this once before, but I've been to uh, the Willis Tower in Chicago, and it's just like it's such an awesome view up there. So to be there when the sun rises is probably oh. gonna be really cool. That would actually be sick. So I think it'll be hard to fall asleep with all the action going on. And the Red Bull, like they're they're keeping you yeah. up all night. You got no choice. Uh, so we got file share copy limit as well. So this is more in the MCC space, I'm assuming. What's this all about? Yeah, so a week or two ago, I mentioned that uh, 343 is going to be doing a copy of all people's file share maps and game types. Right. So someone on Waypoint mentioned that the file share can only hold so much. So they had a lot of stuff stored locally on like hard drives and stuff. So they asked about, you know, how can they get these maps and game types uploaded if the file share is capped? And Postum's uh, reply to it, just pretty much make more Xbox accounts with different gamer tags okay. and just put the files on those file shares. Wow. And then you just log into them later to have them transfer over. So depending on what you have, there is still a way to get that onto the, the future games. It's good that there's even an option here. Guys, remember, it's, this is back on your Xbox 360 file share. So go sign into your Xbox 3. You can even do it through backwards compatibility and re reorganize your file share so that it has whatever crucial maps and game types you want to to be like to have it carried over, I guess, over to the future uh, to MCC on PC and the current MCC. Right. Um, right. So awesome initiative, still possible. But it looks like there is a limit which you can navigate or get around if you do create other sub accounts. Mm -hmm. um, we have the Spartan Fest MX 2019. What's this? Yeah. So uh, I actually didn't even know about this until I saw this week's community update. But uh, it's the it's a big Halo community event that's held in Mexico. Okay. This is the fifth year that they're doing it. Uh, they have tournaments like I think they're doing like a Warzone and a Reach tournament. A Warzone uh, tournament. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe they're just playing together. I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, they also have a bunch of activities. Like they have contests like create like warthogs and stuff. I think out of like just models, if it's Legos or uh, Mega Blocks or just your own models, they have things like best warthog. Interesting. And then they have a few panels with different uh, different influencers or YouTubers from, I guess, the Mexican Latin American Halo scene. And they even have the, I think the guy who is making the music for Installation 01 is having a panel. So uh, if you're in the area, it's this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 13th and 14th, at the Carranza Cultural Center in Mexico City. It's actually really cool. It's like a little Halo Con, basically. Yeah, yeah. They've got panels and everything. So yeah, if you're anywhere near Mexico City, I, you should definitely check it out. It sounds pretty awesome. Um, we also have tournament results as well. We've got SWAT Nation SWAT Dependence results. What's this? Yeah, so SWAT Dependence was a Halo 5 4v4, had a $500 prize pool. First place was a team, was Mask On, which was Falcated, Bound, Sabinator, and Mr. Soul Snipe. Second place was Abracadabra, which was Arctic, Boobadoobo, Denoxide, and Druk84. Some good names in here. Yeah, third place was Ashley's Avocados, which was Triant, Sucka, Halogen, Halligan, and Smoke You Dig. Mm. And as usual, there's another uh, SWAT Nation event, but the next one is Halo 3 instead of Halo 5. 
Yep. And that's uh, Once Upon a SWAT 2v2 on July 28th. Which is the big $1,000 prize pool one coming up, guys, at the end right. of July, right? So this is awesome. It's like another week, another SWAT Nation event is what it seems like these days. So right. doing great work. Great to still see them have that on like on that circuit and then also having Halo 3 events now as well. Speaking of great uh, Halo you know, communities, groups here, we've got Europa Halo FFA Frenzy number one results as well. Yep. So as it, you just stated, it was a free-for-all. It was the first one of the for the year that they're doing. First place went to Warlord, second was Supersonic, and third was Looney. The next tournament in their series is Team Takedown number two, which is a 4v4, and that takes place on August 4th. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that is great, and I'm sure we're going to see more uh, FFA frenzies and other events. They've got a whole itinerary planned for that, so yeah. you guys can check yeah, that out more with Halo. Uh, we also have Female Pro League, Halo 5 4v4, with a $100 prize pool. This sounds cool. Yeah, so that took place. I think it was Saturday, maybe Sunday. I don't, not, I don't remember. But uh, fair. First place was Guardians Gaming, which was Queen, Divine Damsel, Command Station, and Crandipus. Second place was Excellence, which was Veronica, Minx, Janelle, and Domi Lags. Domi Lags. Mm. Uh, and third was Batianas, which was XOX, Precious, Purely Christina, Mybisu, and Mrs. Heartbreak. I respect the fact that you read the team name and each individual gamer tag. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it, man. These are hard names to, to read. Yeah, I do my best. Some of them are ridiculous, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's nice to see as well, the female pro league, and that continues. And there's, uh, there is a, a great group of female gamers that are playing this game. They're really damn good at the game as well. I got carried by Veronica just recently, actually. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we've got events this week. Also, of course, the big one, Red Bull Rise Till Dawn. That's where everybody wants to be. we got one other event this week that we mentioned as well. Yeah, the the Spartan Fest down in Mexico. Yeah, a little unfortunate that they're kind of competing with each other, I guess, uh, as far as viewership goes, but maybe different audiences as well. And there, I mean, maybe different time zones. So maybe by the time Spartan Fest ends, Riders Till Dawn will be starting. So right, true. Yeah, because it's all through the night. So yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, but a lot of great news here, and of course, guys, all the news, all this information for the weekly events for everything is located on NoobCombo.com. So go check that out. Maddie Rums has got it all there in organized fashion, and that concludes our news for today. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. No problem, dude. That closes the news. Let's get right into the trick jump with Clearly B. How's it going, Clearly? It's going pretty good. Sorry for all the loud noises. I haven't. They haven't heard it yet. You said it even before. So you're just like, as a, mm -hmm. just to preface this whole conversation, yep. there might be loud noises. Why is that, clearly? What's going on in your house uh, right now? There's some, uh, some plumbing work done in the background. So if you hear any loud booms, clangs, I apologize. I'm going to do my best here. Well, I mean, I've seen the jumps you do. You're fast with your fingers, man. You just got to hit that mute button real quick. And like, <laughs> if it's coming up in the background, it got you. Just keep it out of the, uh, the broadcast. But uh, I know you got a sick jump for today. Let's, uh, let's check it out. So it is on last resort. Um, really good for infection, but kind of hard to pull off. But hitting an edge ghost in the window here, getting up oh. to the top of the back base there. Jeez, dude. And I'm going to show a third person here in just a moment. Um, but this edge ghost is extremely low. Typically, you just simply jump into edge ghost. But this one, you have to crouch beforehand because of how low it is. Mm. You have to kind of slow your speed down a bit to hit it at that low height. Um, yeah. What would you say is the hardest part? It looks like this jump right here, this slow mm -hmm. motion, seems to be the biggest one to line up. you got to tilt yourself off, and then mm -hmm. very precisely what's and going on there. you have to curve there. around. Yeah, so I'm holding crouch um, in the window, and then I am uncrouching and jumping at the same exact time to kind of lower my speed. Mm -hmm. um, and I crouch again when I smack the top of the window and uncrouch, 
and then I curve around the window and jump again. And then I get up to the top finally and eventually. <laughs> um, now, it is um, an advanced technique, I will say that. Um, but if you have a pretty familiar concept of uh, edge ghosts, it's, uh, it's easy to understand but hard to implement. Yeah, and as, yeah. as far as movement speed goes, does it matter if it's 100 or 110 percent? 100% um, speed um, is perfect for it, which um, I believe there isn't any game mode um, that lets oh, you play anything anyway? higher. Um, yeah, Last Resort's one of those maps where I don't think it plays in any game type where you reach 110% speed. Right. Um, but yeah, just regular normal default settings works perfect, um, but a good little spot if you're an infection or if you want to snipe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in competitive multiplayer, I mean, you're not really going to be on last resort at all. But in infection, yeah. they, they will not be able to get to you in infection. No. That seems yeah. almost broken, like unless they're like, you know, crazy monkeys themselves look a shot <laughs> on the way up. So, yeah, that sounds like a hell of a strategy, guys. Of mm -hmm. course, if you want to know more, clearly you've got all these different locations to join the community and to start to do your own trick jumps. Where can they go? Um, that's going to be everything's at MCC Trick Jumps. That's Twitter at MCC Trick Jumps and YouTube at MCC Trick Jumps. Um, I also have a Discord server that I'm going to be linking in the uh, Twitch chat and also on Mixer after my segment is over, of course. Um, but there we have a, a challenge system, so if you really want to test your skills or just practice, um, you can get uh, medals, awards next to your name. Um, you can ask questions, request tutorials, talk to other uh, trick jumpers in the community, uh, things of that nature. So I will be supplying that to anyone who is um, wanting to join, and you're more than welcome to join. So. Yeah, so all great resources as far as Halos goes. I mean, there's two main pillars, maybe three, but there's there's the moving and there's shooting. And I mean, trick mm -hmm. jumping is such an important part of those moves, guys. So make sure to check out these resources that Clearly has for you. He will be dropping them in the chat as well. And thank you, Clearly, for joining me once again. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No problem, dude. All right, that closes our news and trick jumps. You guys know what that means. We've got our interview with the esteemed caster, Richard Sims. Hello. How's things? Pretty good. Yourself? Ah, uh, you know, a bit late, but pretty good. I didn't touch anything. I'm just child asleep upstairs. Everything's set up here, so just, right. you know, general general stuff, but a little bit quieter than normal. Right, we got to keep it a, a little quieter. And you said you can't <laughs> touch anything because Skype is not really your best friend right now. What what no. happened pre-interview? Well, we, we decided to press a button and everything just crashed and burned <laughs> into oblivion, but it's it's everything's fine. Yeah. We're going on strong. Sim, Sim, he, you were literally saying you're not a fan of Skype, and the moment you're saying that, you press a button yeah. on Skype, the entire thing freezes and crashes, and now you just got to stay far away from it. I'm apparently. just not touching anything. It was it was heathen to install uh, it again after many years of using Discord and pulling away from it. But you know what? We, we, it's 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 here for now, but it's going after this. That's for sure. Oh man, how you been otherwise, man? You been up to anything recently? I think you, you just had a uh, PUBG just... event last weekend or something. Yeah, at the moment it's just PUBG fatherhood. Um, getting ready for probably what's next in halo uh this it's just it, i mean we've all been obviously been watching the videos the e3 trailer all the hype yeah. that's been raised now around infinite um faces coming up looking forward to that regardless casting it or not going down to london it's going to be fun um pubg's just manic though i know it's a halo show but that's pretty much all it is for me at the moment with the pro leagues and everything else that's been going on yeah um and then coming home to my son try to spend as much time with him been away in germany so it's just it's back and forth at the moment. It's 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 kind of pandemonium, but it's it's fun. I won't change it for the world. It is um yeah. It's a blessing to do this job. Congrats on the fatherhood, by the way. That was very recent, wasn't it? January. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. January so that, that's 14th. a whole new chapter for you. Like, do you travel a lot for for what you do? I, I'm sure it yeah. must be a lot to organize. It is at the moment. It's um, I'm away. Probably I've been away four weekends in a row. So it's four mm-hmm. days in Berlin. <laughs> well, like five days in Berlin, and then a few days back home. Fly out. It's, it's yeah. It's just back and forth, but it's it's yeah. fine. It's it's you know it, I can't complain at all because of the job. It's just incredible. It is nice to have you on here, though. I, I got a chance to talk to uh, to other casters in person at previous events. I think I think the last event I saw you was HCS Atlanta, and I didn't get a chance to talk to you. I got to see you from afar doing your thing. You're actually pretty tall. Did people say that about uh, you ever? Is that um, not? I, I don't know. It's more probably that I have the first thing I get usually if I'm wearing a t-shirt is people are stunned that I have a tattoo. That's oh, generally really? the that's the main comment I get. It's like, oh, you have tattoos? Like, yeah. It just it's always always a little bit bizarre to be fair. He's kind of a badass. You're you're what, six three? Six three, six two, yeah. Damn, damn. Um, six six two, slightly tatted. Not fully tatted. <laughs> slightly tatted. All right, watch out, ladies. Actually, you're already taken. You got a wife and a kid. Um, so recently, you've been streaming as well. You shared some of your thoughts uh, on Halo on Twitter. We're gonna grab that tweet really quick and uh, and just take a look. Uh, well, so while multiplayer still tilts me off the face of the planet, and I, I agree with you on that one, uh, you say you, you've had a massive resurgence as far as your passion for Halo. You play the campaigns in your, in your downtime. You're playing uh, the casual games as well, and just gaining that enjoyment value. What do you think of of Halo right now? How do you feel about uh, playing Halo these days? I've been playing, trying to play multiplayer, um, and it's just infuriating right now for right. someone who kind of. <laughs> doesn't get to grind it as much as I would like to. I mean, the only way you get good is, is you keep playing and playing and playing. Yeah. And when I go into a matchmaking list, it does take a while to get a game over here. And it's like, oh, come on, I just I just want to play a game. And then when I do get a game, it feels like I'm getting smashed every single time. Last night I played, I was streaming, I did some big team battle just through the through the social things. And three, right. three games in a row, I'm matching teams of eight. It's like, th- this is just not... Teams of eight? Oh, there was literally... <laughs> Team and some guy came in my chat and went, Oh yeah, I've played these guys several times now as a team. I'm like, oh, this is this is, this is cus- this is like social games. I just want to chill yeah. here and, yeah. and not sweat, but it is what it is. You know, the people who are left are the ones that are gonna be the hardcore grinders still grinding it out and playing it. So that's it's understandable and it's fair play. Um yeah. but no, it's it's been nice to disconnect from it a little bit and just go back to the enjoyment factor of just booting up a campaign and just playing it, you know, sticking Halo 2 on legendary and, and trying your ass off to Get through yes. some of the campaign missions. It's the killing the jackals is always a fun, fun experience. If you haven't experienced it, go go and give it a go because I, I guarantee you now you'll be extremely angry. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but it's been nice just to step back a bit, disconnect a little bit from the competition side, and just enjoy Halo for what it was as growing right. up, so to speak. Right. It's making me think, like, mad respect to all the Halo players who have so much patience playing matchmaking now. Like, I was just looking at tweets for Halo 5, and it's so true. Like, if you're a high-level Halo 5 player, you're basically getting punished every single time you play the game. It's just like a game made to punish you because there's no, there's not enough people left playing the game, so you never find games because of the matchmaking system. And then when you do find games, the quality of the game isn't even that great. Anybody, like, somebody quits or whatever. So they just spend hours, like Sane and Stress tried to play together. They spent hours just waiting for, I think they got two wins in like two hours, which is just ridiculous. You know, it's difficult, but like everything in my mind's like, it, it's fine because it's coming to PC. So this this is fine. This is nothing. Right. We can we can carry on waiting. Don't worry about it. Don't it's let it trigger me. Just just focus on the future that Steam, it's going to be here on Steam and it's it's going to be massive. It's going to be okay. I like that mindset. Uh, I know you've upgraded the uh, the PC space recently, too, as well. You've got a 240 hertz monitor. we got an image here. Apparently, you had trouble getting it through customs, but uh, but how is it? How does it feel 
playing on a 240 hertz versus like 60 fps or 144 <laughs> i just picked up a 144 myself and like i have yet to try to see this difference i'm a console pleb so so is it crazy is it actually game changing well, the 144s that I had were complete trash. Like, I'm yes. playing games and I'm getting ghosting all over the screen. Right. Um, and, and thankfully, this this monitor was gifted to me. And, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's mind over matter, but everything is a billion times smoother. I have a decent PC, thankfully. Um, yeah. So it can get some decent frame rate on it. But it's just the picture quality is insane. It's it's incredible. And being able to play it and see it up in the top corner. Like I used to lock it, um, the frame rate, to stop any tearing uh-huh. or stu- screen tearing and stuttering but watching it now like at 240 and been able to play it in those frames it does feel better uh, for me personally but it could just be a mind over matter thing where it's like oh yeah i'm i'm playing better now it's like oh are you really or does it just feel better right. feel smoother um, right but the more frame rates the better right no matter regardless what you're playing Definitely. I, I think like the potential skill ceiling that you could reach as a result of that is just a, a little bit higher. Right. And and I mean, uh, that's going to be interesting for Halo as well. You're going to have people with varying frame rates, somebody with a 240 hertz and hertz monitor, 90 FOV. And they've got, I guess, an advantage uh, depending on who you're, you know, what your setup is. Um, I think I think if you're going against someone, you know, on a normal monitor, 60, 120, whatever, I don't think I make too much of a difference. But into your gameplay, a monitor is does make a difference you know like even through picture clarity contrast ratios brightness and everything else that goes with it it you get what you pay for i've always been a true believer in that and when you look at all the majors that go on for cs or everything else it's always a very high spec 240 monitor that's that's the way it is and if halo goes pc um for competition then i'd expect like a standard default competition monitor also to be used right Right. And I'm sure they'll release whatever that is. That would be really cool to see. So I think, yeah, frame rates and just the PC integration is going to level up the whole experience for a gamer and the viewer, too. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, but I want to go back to the beginning a little bit. Today, you're well known uh, for your talents as a Halo caster. You're a dedicated esports commentator, your host and presenter for ESL uh, UK. And you can also be seen commentating some of the biggest events in player unknown battlegrounds. But I'd love to know where did things begin for you? How did you get into gaming? What was your first experience with Halo? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where does it all begin? So, very, very start, all the way back, I was a shit at home. I was a, a little shit. <laughs> okay. And I remember going through my... <sighs> she, she still doesn't know this to this day, so this is a story that I've never told oh, family. Okay. Um, I remember going through... I knew it was coming up to Christmas. I thought, oh, well, well I'll have a look around, see what's, see what's in store. Um, couldn't, couldn't find anything. And then all of a sudden, they had left a receipt on the uh, on the side of okay. the like dressing table and you know when you're thinking all right is, is this real and it said two xboxes two two games to like all different two because i had um mom and dad was separated so stepdad he had three kids of his own so there's four of us um between us so they bought two xboxes shitload of games four controllers yeah. i'm like I see this receipt, and as a kid at that time, you know, you're like, oh, my God, this is like, th- this can't be true. This this can't be true, and I'm, I'm reading it. I'm just seeing this receipt, so I couldn't find the goods. I'm looking all over the house for these for these glorious Xboxes. And now you've got a bar that. set. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, this must be Christmas coming early then. Mm. Um, and all of a sudden, they presented us to them, and they, they give us the Xboxes. So they got two for, obviously, with four kids. They got one for downstairs and then one for upstairs. Wow. Um, awesome. And we want, I, I was, I've never been brought up in a techie family. It was not, you know, it was quite a shock um, getting that. Like, we only had a PlayStation back in the day, no PC. I didn't get a PC until I was a lot older. 
um, growing up. But yeah, that was the first real installment, and C was the game to play. C was for me. There's no other just, game. <laughs> I, I was smashing C like no tomorrow. I think the games that came with it was C E. Perfect Dark Zero was the launch right. title. I want to no, say no, 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 no. Perfect pretty... Dark was the 360. Perfect Dark what Zero was, the was 360. Before? So it was just Perfect Dark before it then. Well, Perfect Dark before was N64 though, right? And then Xbox bought Rare, and then because yeah, that was definitely my launch title for the 360. Yeah, there was I. I'm probably talking bollocks then. I can't remember the exact game. But I know there was that Halo C, which mm. was not actually in a game pack. It was just in its own CD as like the, okay. the cover art and everything else with it. Um, Tekken, I think, was also on there. And this is when we had the the fat boy controllers, the the, yeah, big, the, Duke. Big, the big boys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was started playing that. And then Halo 2 came out. I moved out early as a kid. Uh, had some fallouts with the parents and ended up moving into my dad's house. And that was it then. Like, I was free to do whatever I wanted. And I just started work. I bought the internet, plugged in the Xbox, and that was it. I was on Xbox Live every yeah. single frigging day. I mean, my dad used to give me so much shit because I just sat in my room seven days a week, get up on a morning, go to work, come home, Halo, one in the morning, bang, asleep, work, up, Halo. Getting up on a Saturday. Kind of the Sunday second kid. job, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Getting up on a Saturday. A weekend for me was like, I'm excited to get up and play all day. Yeah. Or Friday night was like, I'm excited to get a takeaway. Like 6 a.m. too. You get up early. You're excited oh, to get dude. up. Like, I, I'd never like that anymore. What happened? I was a mess. <laughs> I was a terrible, terrible bit of human being. <laughs> there, and I would play all day long. And it came to the point where we'd just got my first PC, just got the internet, um, starting to meet friends online, you know, chatting to new people. And then I met a friend, a long-term friend, and he, we just started playing Halo together for a long, long time. And then we discovered MLG Friday Night VOD, um, which yeah. I had to steal my dad's credit card to, to use. And we watched that. Um, started watching the Ogre Twins and learning about them. The yeah. montages. Uh, was it Naka, Nakameru? Was it in Shook One? Started watching all the old school montages. You're in it from the beginning. Uh, yeah, we, we started early. Um, mm -hmm. We used to bang like copious amounts of just Halo 2v2 every day. Just right. double, you, double They gave you the perfect setups. Like, your parents are like, two Xboxes, that's like perfect two-player split-screen, two-player split-screen, 2v2 all day. Or you could do co-op campaign. Well, like, they gave I you the ultimate setup. I only took one with me when I moved to my dad. They let me have okay. one. So I took one and they left one there. Um, but this, my friend that I met online, that was it. We just played 2v2s all day long. But he was really right. keen to get good. So watching all the MLG streams, watching MLG, watching montages, we started like just going deep into him. And it kind of spiraled off from there, really. Um, and then eventually we started finding old school events, TSG. Uh, who was the other one? There was another one back in the day. There was TSG and something else in the UK. Oh, uh, no, no. Matchbox 360 and TSG. TriStar Gaming and Matchbox 360. They were quite big events, to be fair. They were held at the Birmingham NEC Arena. Mm -hmm. So I came there. I think I came top 10 at my first LAN event. That was a 4 right. four. Where's yeah, this info? Yeah. I'm like looking for your wiki, and it's like he's a caster, but apparently at one point he competed in Halo 2, and that's just that's it. Oh, at our first point, team Halo was, um, <laughs> we were really into Gunshot at the time, and Gunshot's montage is done by Kiwi. Uh -huh. um, it was good because Kiwi was also part. He was Irish, was Kiwi, and he was making uh -huh. American montages. So it was a bit weird because you always had these pocket European players or UK players. Right. That had nothing to do with the UK or European scene ever. They were, were just amazing at the game. They would no, they were NA people. It was it was oh. bizarre. Like you would you would have your UK and European players that all play together, or you'd have your NA players that play together. But then you'd have this crossover, this small pocket 
um, like a, a player called Shiesty, for instance, who only just started coming to events a couple of right, years ago, right. but we all recognize his name from back in the day that he used to play with all the American players. Um, but yeah, we named ourselves Gunshots and Roses. That was our first team name because we were into Gunshots Montage at the time. I remember that one well. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. It was very, very fun. And between that and getting into World of Warcraft, they're the only two games I've ever played apart from now PUBG, which I think I got into PUBG because I have this really weird person, like objective personality where I like to, I like FPS, but I like leveling things up like Pokemon, like Warcraft. So PUBG was kind of like the crossover of being able to gear your guy up and shoot at the same time. Right. That's the only reason I can find it so addictive. I've never ever been into three games, which is really PUBG, um, Xbox and Warcraft. That's Xbox, Halo and Warcraft. That's kind of it. They they all have that kind of, at least classic Halo, PUBG, and Warcraft have like this pacing, like this, uh, you know, they kind of stretch out that experience a little bit more. Like PUBG, you spend that time earning and collecting the materials and getting better stuff, as opposed to like Apex, where it's like you grab it, you go, you're in, you're fighting already, which you can have in PUBG, but there is, there's more of a, you know, they take more of their time with the pacing of it. I think that might be like, leaves more time for strategic elements. Um, like I, I think it's probably more towards the classic side, but, you know, and we'll mention all the sprint and stuff like that, but I actually like we'll the... There, yeah. um, the methodical kind of thought process of where right, you're going to go right, and, and right. where you're going to move and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's nice. I enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, so at some point you see so you were competing in Halo two, but at some point the competing had to stop and there was a transition over to casting. At what point were you done with the, the playing of Halo? What happened there? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. <laughs> who's, oh, who's no. now my wife. Okay. Okay. Well, oh yes, I guess it worked out. Uh, we, uh, the girlfriend's the distraction. I'm pretty <laughs> sure our first argument came off the back of Halo. So I remember where we used to live. Um, and I can, I can, it's quite, it's quite funny actually. So we hadn't been together long. This was definitely our first argument because our parents lived up the road. And one of my friends, so Halo 3 had uh, just come out in beta, but not mm -hmm. public. Okay. It was the friends and family beta. So they'd emailed everyone the list that had gone out. One of my friends used to do some pictures and stuff. I can't remember what he did. But it was a long shot. No one in the UK got a friends and family beer, I don't believe, Halo 3. And all, all the only map, I think, was Valhalla at the time. Nice. So everyone's, like, going shit crazy because this, you know, people are playing it now. You can see it on certain people's Xbox. It's like playing Halo 3, but it's like, holy right. shit. So I just texted a friend, and I said, can you check your Bungie inbox, please, and see if you've got a key? Just just completely out of, just, just for the sake of it, you know, just sure. out of pure potluck. Hail Mary. And he has a code. <laughs> and I'm like, do you still play anymore? He's like, no, do you want it? I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, installed it, and there were like two UK players who got in, me and Adehash, and we were just smashing it. And I ended up, it was a meal with the parents, my wife's, now wife's parents, and I cancelled on them just to play Halo 3 all night, and then oh, no. in sick the next day at work <laughs> until they took the service down. Yeah, that's going to be me on Halo Infinite. Just cancel all my plans and, and everything yeah. in my life. Yeah, <laughs> I am, I'm going to turn into a horrendous slob when yeah out, that's for sure literally just a hermit yeah yeah uh so you you beat the crackdown fest then right because i think the yeah. key to the beta was to get crackdown and then people are like oh crackdown is kind of a sleeper hit and then they totally axed that franchise like uh, three was a huge i mean anyway. the, yeah that, it was yeah i mean i'm surprised <laughs> yeah. more games don't do it you want to you want to get into the right. beta right. early just i mean then again the pre-orders there now yeah yeah pre-orders pre out now but i remember yeah we were i think it must have been four or five days before but and it was only one map at the time, but it was sick. It was so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, the betas are always sick in games for some reason. Like, I remember the Halo 5 beta finally as well. Like, I, I don't know. A lot of people look back and be like, yo, I feel like it looked better or something about it. it. Like, it was, Yeah, right? It was fun. It was, like, darker. The, and the lighting just bollocks it up and made it look awful. The lighting <laughs> was better, and there was no, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. there was no. They adjusted the aim, aim settings as well from the beta. I remember there had been a post on there. I remember Ghost and a few people from 303 posting on the forum saying that they changed it. But the aiming and the lighting was so much better in, in the beta. Yeah, it was nice. It was like dark and gritty. Something about it was cool. Um, <clears throat> right. I got so in that said, one earlier as well. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you said that the Halo kind of started taking over, I guess, that kind of overlap with the girlfriend and the personal life, and then you decided casting is the better route then? How does that work? Um, so Halo 3 took a back step and just watched it, and that's kind of when the, I mean, it's the golden game, Halo 2, and then the golden era, Halo 3, right. exploded, MLG and everything else that goes with it. Um, Hell, the European. Yeah, the UK scene just exploded. I mean, there were some really good UK players. Europe, European Halo was was just amazing. I mean, power gaming were smashing it over. Stateside reaction was becoming big. Um, it was just getting to the point where it was really, really good and really well known. But I just took a step back and just watched from afar and played casually. Just played the game casual, watched back, focused on career, girlfriend, real life stuff. Right. Um. Halo Reach comes out. Thought, you know what? I'll get back into it. Halo Reach is complete ass and just <laughs> not not for me. Oh man, whatsoever. So mm -hmm. I, I, I no. I might, we won't start going there. A lot like, of people's but... first impressions with Halo Reach was similar, so I, I don't blame you. If it had launched with the V7 settings, then I think it had definitely mm -hmm. stood a chance. But Vanilla Vanilla Reach for me was just like, Bleh. and again, I played in all the beaters. I played the. It's it's nice and new. Um, yeah, but, yeah. This is this is this is fun. This is fun. And then all the jank. Where's the BR? <laughs> and the bloom and the DMR. It's like okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, bit of a downward trend again. Played it. Didn't want a big fan. And the Halo Four thought, you know what? It's time for me to, to settle down. My career, got my house. Everything was going well. I thought, you know what? I want to make a. I want to make a play for this, and I want to make it good. So started competing again. I actually competed in Halo Four. Wow. Got back on the team. We did well. We came last. We got. <laughs> we did well. We came last. <laughs> absolutely dumped. Said we beat one team. Um, we just everything. Every we were predicted to like come top eight. We were playing all day, every day. We're playing against Jimbo and his his roster all the time. Coming off and of not liking Reach, you you still stuck with four though for uh, trying to compete in four. You're like, screw it. I'm just going to yeah. compete whatever it is. Yeah, I thought you know what, we'll have a go. Well, and then the, yeah, just. <laughs> Just have some fun. I just want to. Yeah. I want to give it another go. So I did, um, and we crashed out of the competition early, very unexpectedly. So disappointing. Mm. Was pretty pissed off, and we all fell out. Some of my teammates went home early. I mean, that was the issue. We all kind of had a fallout amongst the roster. There right. were some bigger problems amongst there, um, which didn't go well. But there was a microphone at the event, and I just started talking shit to the chat. Literally, it, and we had really? a conversation. We had a lot of fun in there. And it just spiraled from there, really. Wow. That was that was kind of it. That was the first moment. And I said, you know what? I really like this. And I spoke to EGL and said, have you got any more stuff coming up? I said, yeah, we'll probably do some more stuff. Um, and that was it. Just networking. So what was EGL at that time? Like, that's the beauty of it is it's all, everything's so new and the mic's just there. And you can just kind of jump in and, and try your hand at it. Is that kind of how it is? It's EGL. not like, oh, you need to apply and get hired and get paid and... So EGL was the bad boys throughout Halo. EGL were the guys that were pushing it and doing well with it. Mike Ben Benick, funnily enough, who's runs Face It now for all the director stuff. He's he's the you know he he is an old school OG, and this is why it's quite good to see Face It getting involved because the backbone of them, the guy who's running it, is right. 
deep in Halo history as Halo people fans. won't know, but they are big in Halo. Um, and yeah, they were really big during Halo 3. They were the boys that were doing all the LAN events, all the tournaments and stuff. But by the time Halo 4 comes, Call of Duty is like on its huge upward trend and Halo's on its huge downward trend. <laughs> right. A, a, unfortunately, so we're kind of at this point where Halo's getting pushed in the corner and pushed to the side, um, which is fine and understandable. I mean, I was looking at all the stuff that was going on there and the Gears of War tournaments were about sit on par, maybe a bit smaller than what Halo 4 was at the time. Um, sure. But the Call of Duty stuff, watching them, and this is when the teams like, yeah, I think it was Impact, TN Impact, was it? Um, Optic was on the come up, and I, could, I remember watching a lot of them. Prophecy was quite big at the time. Um, yeah. And that's where it was all on its big upward spiral. So from there, it was just a matter of me just pestering people and seeing what was on the cards, helping people out, networking, messaging, following, trying to be more active on social and it was just a grind that every caster has to kind of go through, you know, give me a shot, give me a chance, give me a gig. And then we had the local events through Insomnia that, mm. you know, um, we just all grinded out, really. We went down there, cracked on with it, got them done. And it These was, are all um, voluntary? Do you get paid for any of this stuff? You just kind of go in and get on the mic? It was, there were, yeah, kind of. It was a bit of both. Like, the first ones were all voluntary, you know. Yeah. I said, can we cast it? Can we do this? Can we do that? Right. Um, and me and Harry, just me and Wonderboy, just grinded the shit out of all of them. Nice. Got them done. Uh, with Roy, there was more stuff involved in there, like set up, administration, advertising. You know, it wasn't just going there as a caster. We did everything. We did. We were right. running the forums at the time. We were with Mikael, Mikael from Gfinity, and Roy. They were all running the forums. Mikael was working his ass off to get these events off the ground. Um, yeah. And it was a lot more intensive than just casting. You know, right. it was all the backbone put into it, setting it all up, setting the events up, updating the Xboxes, signing in everything, setting up the mix amps, setting up all the chairs. It was start to finish, you know, administration, everything. It was it was good. It was all part of the LAN environment, right? But the issue for yeah. me is more in the background is that it was costing me money to get down. It was costing me days off work. Right. Um, Tregging shit up and down on trains and stuff. It was, it was a nightmare, but eventually it got better and better, and then we started getting paid. Not much, but enough just to cover as kind of expenses really yeah um and again we just there on it we're just getting better and better and bigger and bigger unfortunately halo 4 was struggling that's when the european scene moved back to halo 3 it was good because there was nothing else really on the card for us at the time we were waiting for mcc um and then we run the first i think we run the first mcc tournament actually mm -hmm. so i remember speaking to three four three wow, really? yeah. first Okay. Yeah, with the land environment, we were giving them all the issues that we were having, and we were talking to them at the same time. Oh, no. Feedback. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was... It's the first ones to experience the problems, basically, as well, right? Yeah, it was uh, It was fun. Oh, uh, no. The Gamescom Invitational were there. That's how I kind of got to know people um, more on a, on a bigger side, because I know Gamescom was coming up, and then I messaged Bravo and Golden Box, and I knew they were casting it. Mm -hmm. So I give them a lot of information on the European players and such, and then that's how I kind of got talking to them then. And things yeah. started progressing for me in my career-wise a, a little bit. Um, because then 343 reached out and asking, you know, are you interested in doing bits and bats and other things? So nice. it was good. It was good fun. It was just kind of networking. I have said it's like 20 cast and networking is the biggest thing. And it's yeah. the grind that we all have to go through. You've got to do the event, start at the bottom, work your way up. Um, you get your chance eventually and you get your shots as long as you stick with it. But networking yeah. and, and, and a big thing that no, not a lot of people do is try and build a brand for yourself. Like, if I knew what I knew back then, 
I'd have gone off, I'd have done YouTube, I'd have done Twitch streaming, I'd have done right. Inst- Instagram. Like all this shit behind it is part and parcel of it. You have to sell yourself, not just a good caster, but you have to, if you're going for new, new work, especially because everyone right. else is so already cemented out there, you have to have a brand. Yeah. I just wish I'd have done more. I really do. I wish I'd done the YouTube grind. Um, the YouTube grind is probably where it's at and where you can see some of the bigger people now, but certainly. It, it, it's still doable. You know, a new game comes out, jump on it, bump straight away and work your ass off. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a grind. Yeah, I, yeah, and it's always still going to be a grind. But I'd say, yeah, it's definitely still doable for you as well. You've But you've accomplished so much already to really solidify yourself in this space. Like PUBG, and I mean, PUBG might not be as quite as large as it is, uh, as it was previously, but that's that's a huge opportunity from there. Like, I mean, man, I'd, I'd only expect you'd get other large ESL gigs going forward. Um not to get into a whole thing about that, but but yeah, <clears throat> some amazing work there. It's good um, fun, um, you know. I yeah. think that, that's the whole point. It's it's also nice for me, kind of these days, to sit back and see. It's something that Golden Boy always told me about. Because um, that's what was I wanted me. to ask about too. Yeah. So our, our first kind of big one was Gfinir. That was okay. where things kind of for us changed, and we were like, "Shit, Alex is coming," and we're like, "Me and me and I remember me and Wonder Boy were like, "Shit, Golden Boy has been shipped across. Like this is this is big." You know, right. and that's kind of when it kind of hit us like, shit, <laughs> you know, this is, this is getting out of control now. This is amazing. Uh-huh. Um, I remember been at the old Gfinity studios up in the roof, um, with a Gfinity 2K, 2000 pound price plus all it was, but my God, it was massive and it was amazing. But then meeting Golden Boy was a very positive experience as well. Cause apparently, and I, I was doing some research, apparently he was kind of like a mentor figure for you early on. And you learned a lot from him getting into casting. Was there anything that you'd kind of be able to, you know, bring on to us that you've learned from Golden Boy? Alex still is. I still, still text Alex personally. Yeah. Day. Um, very good friend of mine was very influential in me, giving me feedback, um, giving me pointers really on, on things to do, things to look out for. Mm-hmm. games to chase you know just gem- just general one point isn't just generally been a friend to whinge moan at to um be an agony aunt, give feedback alex is probably one of the nicest people in the industry and more importantly like he's one of the best i i still stand by this that For golden sure. boy is by far one of he's, the greatest yeah. talents in not just this industry but tv and everything else the man he's is everywhere. so confident yeah, <laughs> yeah but he's, he's just a generally a beacon of positivity and it kind yeah. of it make it, it it breathes because like you see Alex been positive. It's like really want to do that. I can see Badgeford already calling me negative. We won't, we won't go there, Brian. We know what you're like, and you're right. No, I'm not joking. Yeah, it's come um, from Badge. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it, it does it does breed his positivity. But Alex was always good, um, and he was always you know pushing me to do it and, uh-huh. and helping me out with stuff like that. And he always kind of said to me, you know, I said, is there anything that I can do to pay you back? And he just says, just pay it back to other people. If you see good talent, recommend them and then push them forward yeah yeah he's so, kind yeah. of eccentric in that way like he's always very positive you're right though I've, I've noticed that like and that's that's such an infectious attitude to have you know like people just want to be a part of that it's 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 hard to do that though like i wonder if he does maintain that in his personal life as well but he does seem to be just like a generally cheery guy um but yeah as far as like casting itself like so what he would give you like tips and stuff like post casting like yeah i've asked him about various things i think alex is more when I've spoken to him before, it's like, you know, you need to go away and do your own homework. And I've always been a big fan of that as right. well. Go and find your own uh, footings. And he's always kind of pointing me towards that. Go and do your own homework, do your own VOD research, do your own look at feedback and, and so on and so forth. Um, but it's more about 
doing the doing the the hard groundwork, doing the research, and and doing that side of it, and going away and seeing where you can improve, as right. opposed to trying to make me better. It's like go and make yourself better. It's only yourself that can make you better. But it's just generally been yeah. like I say, it's always it's good to be at an event with him um, because he just breeds positivity into the team around him, um, and that that bleeds and it's rather infectious. Yeah, and you're making a lot of those those sacrifices as well, to, you know, to spend that time and, and yeah, do the grunt work and grind and learn. Uh, the the fact that Halo Four kind of went in a downward spiral is unfortunate for the franchise, but it seems like kind of an opening for you in a way as well because it gives you those opportunities to make yourself, yeah. you know, make a name for yourself, try things when the audience isn't too large, which is kind of parallel today. Like Halo Five, Halo overall is just kind of in you know a little bit of a lower point as far as far as recognition goes. Any second with MCC on PC with Halo Infinite, things could explode. So this is probably one of the best times to try to go network and, and to build yourself and build your brand and get ready for that that eventual, you know, whatever happens next here. The the one thing that I'm excited for, for Infinite, for MCC on PC, mm -hmm. again, we don't really know what's going to happen with the esports infrastructure as of yet. We've no idea. We don't know what's going to happen with MCC on PC. I'm excited to see what new talent comes up for the casting-wise. Right. I think there is new talent out there, and I think there is untouched talent. Um, and I think new people, there will be room for it, especially if Infinite goes big. Mm -hmm. And I expect it to have been on PC. I expect it to do that. It won't just be the same faces that you see at events. I'd like to see new faces. And I don't think anyone's safe. You know, it's not, it's, I don't say anyone's safe. That's probably the wrong thing to say about it. But sure. like, it's not just people shouldn't look at any talent roster and think, oh, I can never get into that because you've got all the usual suspects there. If you grind it out and you put the hours in and you, and you work at it, and you do the networking, there's always, you know, there's always a chance that you can still get into it. And I think with Infinite, we definitely should see some new talent on the scene. Of course. I'd definitely like to see some. Um, yeah. I think we definitely will as well. Yeah. I mean, even with just a larger player base, you're seeing new players, new pros, just new people interested in the game and, and then interested in casting or casters from other games jumping over into Halo, you know, regaining that interest. So uh, definitely, I, I expect that to happen as well. I have one more question, question about casting. It might be a little, like, it might not be too easy to answer in this kind of forum, but it was one other kind of personal problem that I experienced, and I'm sure others experience this as casters as well, is just kind of, how do you figure out how to value yourself as a commentator? Like, how do you know what kind of price to put on your services? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's such an mm -hmm. up-in-the-air kind of industry. If you're new as a caster, do you ask for money? Do you volunteer? You gotta, you gotta feed yourself, right? It's hard to kind of find that balance. So first thing I'd say is don't be afraid to ask other people. You know, mm -hmm. don't just go in and just, you know, I get it. Doing it for free, your first stuff, and build it. Like anybody else, you have to build a portfolio. I totally right. understand that. You have to build a portfolio. You have to do the groundwork. With the local lands and the local stuff and the small things, yes, do them for free. If there's yeah. biggest, you know, the grassroots stuff's a perfect example. Get yourself in there and have a crack at it. There's right. no reason why. A company is going to love grassroots events we know are done on a more cheaper sounds bad, but let's just put it that way. A slightly cheaper and less budgeted way. Sure. Um, so for any kind of organizer that's looking to save money, a caster is going to work for free. It's always good. Yeah. However, there is, a, there is another side to that. And I'll always say never do something for free. Make sure that there's something in it for you. And you've also got to be careful that you don't go in and just say, oh, I'm doing this and undercut other people because then it can look bad. So there is a downside to that as well. Right. So as so long as you're working in a team 
where you're all on the same level. You're all understanding what's happening. You're all understanding how things are going to be working. If you're going to be going to an event where everyone's not charging anything or next to nothing, sure. if, then you're a team. You speak about it. Be, be yeah. open. But I would always ask fellow casters because there's nothing right going in and overcharging. And it's like, well, I'm getting 10 grand and you're getting four. And it's yeah. like, well, shit, now I've just upset everybody because everyone's always like, well, so-and-so's not here because you went in thousand pound cheaper in a day and it's like well shit now i've just upset the rest of the team so it is it does come down to a bit of a, a family value where you have to speak to the rest of the team just yeah. so it, it doesn't sound like you're treading on toes but certainly don't make something happen that's not there if you understand right. what i'm saying right. um but we've all got to build we've all got to get a foundation we've all got to start from somewhere mm-hmm. in terms of the bigger stuff you should know yourself and your own value i think it comes to a point where look it is a job if you are going to do it for a job, if you if you're missing days from work, it's like well, right. I've right. got to put food on the table. I've got a, you know I've got things and bills that need paying. I can't just do this for free. If I'm going to lose X amount of money by taking days off, then I need X amount of cover. And that's how I did my first events in America. Mm-hmm. I went away and I said, okay, well, I need to do this. I need time off work. I need time this. Blah 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 blah. So I jotted it all down. What was the minimum that I would be losing? Bare minimum. Wrote it all down. Then went back to ESL and said, look, this is what I will lose from work, and this is what I need to cover. Right. And that's how I did my foot because I had not, when I got sent to Boston, I was like, shit, I've, this is just insane. Um, I've never charged anything like this before. What do I yeah, do? Where exactly. do I go? That's my, my position right now is, yeah, what, do you, what the hell do you charge? Yeah. So I yeah. went away and I said, you know what? This will be X amount, blah, 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 blah. This is yeah. what I need to, to cover my bills. This is what I think I'm worth. I charged some other people, got some definitely. I mean, for that one, I just charged what it was. I mean, thankfully, what they came back with was more than that anyway. Right. Um, but I just wanted my bills covering. I just wanted my time off work covering. Right. With everything else, I think it's a matter of speaking to people, speaking to people who you're going to be working with at the event, your close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's rude to ask. You, you know that people are going to be on different levels. You know there's going to be your tier, your S rank, your, your, right. you know, right. your, your tier, A star, whatever, up at the top. And then you can ask scale for Boy money coming into your first tournament. Oh, if you want Alex at an event, you're going to be paying 50k a day. Let's be real. Oh, okay. It's simple as that, you know. Yo, Mr. Worldwide himself. Crap, Mr. Yeah. Worldwide himself. If there's no Lambo picking him up and driving him to yeah. the airport, I don't want to know. Oh, my God. Um, but, no, I think it's definitely speaking to people um, and understanding your own values. Yes. That's that's quite critical. Know your worth. Don't. But I will say this, and this does piss me off. Don't let TOs take the piss out of you. Do not. do. If you know you're worth something, don't do it for jack shit. Like, don't let anyone walk over you. Either, yeah, you can't. No, exactly. it's like, oh, like a good middle yes. ground. It's like I'm going to pay you an exposure. Well, I'm sorry, but exposure don't put food on the table. So just don't <laughs> let people take the piss out of you either. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a big, a big thing in all of this. I know there's working for free, and I know there's building a portfolio, but there's also people will take advantage of that and take the piss out of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many important things that you just brought up. I mean, just communicating seems to be a fundamental thing with, with everyone getting, gaining knowledge and networking and figuring out what really, you know, is the best way to approach things, picking your battles as well, kind of identifying, you know, how large is this event? What does this mean for me? Even kind of outlining specific things that you'd be gaining from this experience, maybe besides, you know, just the monetary exposure or whatever else it is. Um, And then thinking, what do I lose? You know, what's the opportunity cost in this situation? Uh, Missing work, you know, what's the bare minimum I need to cover that? So I think these are all Really great things that I'm going to have to think of uh, trying to get gigs myself, and I'm sure other casters can kind of agree here. Uh, just a little caster moment there, but let's rope it back to to Halo. I've got a good Halo question here. 
Uh, Halo's gone through a bit of a transition over the years, from a classic style in 1 through 3 to the in introduction of advanced mobility that's now become a core component of map traversal in Halo 5. But while I think that now Halo 5 has really come into its own as a great game, the argument still stands that it's not a great Halo game. So what do you think about this? What do you think makes Halo, Halo? This is where Tash is in the chat and then starts, you know, stopping me from where going. Is I'm only joking, Tash. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm joking. Um, so I think Halo 5 was always, it's its a fantastic game. Um, I agree with the sentiment that it might not necessarily be the Halo what everybody wanted. Certainly for me, it wasn't the Halo that I grew up with. Mm. This, yes, it is. I don't think it is what, I don't think it, it's a great Halo game. I think it's a great game. I think that's absolutely fair to say. Um, the downfall of it for me was how long things took to get changed. You know, ARs, radar, everything else for the eSports side of it. That was left for two years untouched, especially for two world championships, was a huge detrimental effect on the game. Um, in terms of everything else, you know, there was no weapon balance. There's certain things, and I don't want to start tanking and dogging on a game when we've all been there. We all know it's, yes. it's a broken record, and we're all looking forward to the future and everything. But yeah. certainly, there were certain things that yeah. could have happened and should have happened at the start that didn't. I mean, there's no. Absolutely. Way in this kind of day and age that a developer would release a game and, and never do a weapon and balance millions for it, of dollars spent on yeah and millions in tournaments as well without changing these settings right like i think too much was put into the first world halo world championship personally yeah um a couple of things one like i'm surprised mcc didn't get any more maps and game types leading up to halo 5 i think it would have been a better position had it had you know where was midship where, you know, where was sure. where was the, these amazing maps? Where was certain things that were all missing from MCC? Yes, MCC had its own problems, and there's another story yeah. altogether. But certainly rolling off the back of that, it could have been better. It could have been better. It could have been a better start. There could have been better updates. Could have been better fixes for Halo 5. We didn't get a fix for the slow aim for, what, 16, 18 months in the game? There was, there was various yeah. other bits and bats, and I think that they overshadowed the main part about kind of Halo 5 and the good points of it. Like, for instance, I think Warzone was a good stepping stone. This is one thing I will say about Halo 5. Personally, and I'm excited because of what's been said on Reddit with okay. the, the next Halo game. It was said a long time ago, and it said the next Halo game will feature the more. And this was the guy who likes to leak things. And whether it's true or not, we all know leak, leaks are leaks, and leaks they're untrue. So actually, it could yeah. just be complete shit, and I take them with a pinch of salt. Sure. But the idea of it says more connections than any other Halo game. So, like, if that's something to do with a big, big, big team battle, I think Warzone was good. I would yeah. like Warzone removing and refining to be the big team battle. I don't like all the rec pack shit. I think that's all garbage. But I do like <laughs> large-scale warfare. Right. And I think Warzone had some incredible reaches to reach a casual community from that aspect. Yep. If you pull what makes big team battle one of the most lovable and incredible things about Halo in yes. the world... Take out what was good about Warzone, mix them together. Like Infinite could have one of the best, biggest, and badass, most big BTB playlists Absolutely. in mankind. As long as they don't ruin it with the wrecks and the vehicles, and like when the wasps came in, everyone started farming wasps and yeah. various other bits. Like I used to stream Warzone religiously daily with viewers, and I would have two, three hundred viewers. I used to get really good viewership on it, but it came to the point where it's like I'm now been farmed by you know, Warzone farmers and Warzone teams right. over and yeah. over again. It's like, I'm playing Ridiculous. with viewers and we're trying to have some fun here, and I've got a full team of 16 tanking on my ass. 
I mean, that, that might become a team of a hundred someday or something. You know what I mean? Depending on what, what they're where they're going to go with it, so you can't really also, avoid that completely. There's loads but, of casual um, stuff. Like I think they should go back and take like a do a zombies style thing. Like the one from Reach. Yeah. The um, was it was it Invasion in Reach? Oh no! Yes, yeah, the elites versus the uh, the Spartans invasion. Yeah, they could go back. Like they cool do too. some kind of yeah Call of Duty zombies level thing <laughs> with Covenant. It would be sick as shit on a large scale <laughs> map. There is yeah. so many fundamentals for the next game. Well, I know we're supposed to be talking about Halo Five here. Um, well, dude, it's about Halo, man. Any, anything you yeah. like? Yeah, we're going back on on kind of what makes Halo Halo. But I mean, this whole I think for a long time, three four three has been you know trying to create some sort of a war game type. And I think there was invasion, there was Warzone, but for the longest time they just they didn't have the resources, they didn't have you know they, they couldn't get this true war game type going. And I think just now is the best time to do that and to even integrating elements of battle royale that we're seeing today. It's just become expected to have a hundred players in a lobby. So I think yeah, Halo Five was definitely it's a fantastic game. Hell, it made my career. It's given me some amazing opportunities. I've been to some amazing places wouldn't be in this position I am without it, without the game. Same with Halo 4 for all the shit that I actually give it. Um, but I wouldn't without the team at 343 taking me on to do this in Halo 5 as a game. i am always been a skeptic of it. I always will be. But it's just one of those things at heart. It was a fantastic game. We've seen some amazing stuff. Some amazing games. Some ridiculous comebacks. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of fun. Yeah, It's just... It's it was their kind of time to claw back as well, right? From all the flaws that Halo Four had, because Halo Four was definitely not Halo whatsoever. Halo Four was just yep. some some yeah. weird <laughs> Call of Duty hybrid in between. So it definitely clawed back that feeling of Halo that we kind of missed from Halo Four. Um, but I think from Reach, it's just been going off one, two, three. Reach, it's starting to dilute down, and then Halo Four, Halo Five clawed some of that back. Yep, it kind of and made the upward trend, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's setting the boundaries. Um, and I'd, I'd expect to see quite a lot of those, if I'm honest, moving into the next game, like a lot of the advanced mechanics, especially Sprint. Oh, yeah, okay. And that's something that's... that we'll, we'll talk about in a sec as well and see what you think about that. But yeah, you're right, as far as things kind of taking that upward trend. The, the biggest issue that, that people seem, everybody brings this up, is just kind of, yes, the, the time that it took to update the game to get it to the competitive state that it's at now, and by the time they got there, it's just kind of become irrelevant, basically. But, it's the V7, um, the Reach V7 all over again, that was the issue with it. Yeah, it, the same type of thing. And it, it seems like the constant trend is that uh, 343 is rushed by Microsoft, by whatever it is. They're rushed to get MCC out on time. MCC is just a conduit for Halo 5 that has to come out a year later and they're just they're rushed they're rushed they're rushed like the, and the big name of the game with halo infinite is that they're not rushed hopefully now at least i don't know it's this is the longest period of time we've had between halo releases so hopefully that you know that really creates this nice upward trend going forward and that they can quickly respond to things whatever it is because i do think halo 5 is a great game and i think that if halo 5 was updated into the way that it is now very quickly and it might actually receive a lot of praise. I think it's very misunderstood, and a lot of people rope it into Halo 4 was was this weird Call of Duty game, and I, I agree Halo 4 had all of those elements. Halo 5 no longer has that. It kind of came into its own, but because Halo 4 was bad, people are like, oh, it looks the same. It's the same. It's, you know, it's the same crap, whatever do you, it is. Do you know there's another reason why people kind of dog on Halo 5 a little bit? What's that? Because the skill ceiling of the Magnum and the Thrust is, like, 90 stories high of a building. The, the skill... Ceiling that Halo Five has it's is crazy. actually stupendous. It's and it, it it drives me nuts because I was never good at it. I didn't have you know everyone uses scuffs. Everyone can use the the thrust slide shot. Like Halo Five skill ceiling is probably after C the next hardest Halo in my opinion. By by far yeah. Halo Two. You know I'm a Halo Two player, but it had a shitload of auto aim and it, it had little snipers and BRs helped you out. But certainly 
Halo 5 is a hard AF game. As far as depth and movement mechanics, I would say it has the deepest movement out of any FPS game, to my knowledge. Like, I, I would venture to say that. I think some people will bring up, like, Titanfall 2 is pretty crazy or something like that. But I think just from what I've seen and experienced, it's it's pretty wild. It's like Smash Bros. Melee. It kind of reminds me of Smash Bros. Melee if you're a Smash fan. But uh, that's a whole other thing. Let's talk about the, these abilities, specifically Sprint, because uh, I've, I've heard you kind of talk about it before. Sprint versus no Sprint and why? Go. And, and I'm going to also preface this by saying that I probably I'd say that it's probably the best decision to not have sprint moving forward, and we'll talk about that a bit later. But I'm going to try to play a bit of devil's advocate on some of your points, whatever you bring up. So let's let's start off by saying there's 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 two well there's three options here. One, the okay. game has no sprint. Option okay. two, the game has sprint. Option three, multiplayer and campaign, mm. or not multiplayer and campaign. That's wrong to say multiplayer and competitive are split straight away off the bat. Mm. So competitive rule sets like Reach, like 3, don't have Sprint. So this is this is a potential option. I, I don't know if that's going to go down because we know how much 343 wanted to push a universal rule set with Halo 5. Another huge, huge failing, in my opinion, by trying yeah. to create a universal playlist. It just does not work and it just did right. not work. Um, so you never know. I don't know what's going to be the the kind of the mindset going into Infinite with that with that kind of set out. So no sprint, game is no sprint, job done. Game is sprint, simple as that. They want to push it, whatever. Or you get competitive rules in comp in comp play, and it's not there. No sprint, good side, bad side. Good side, it don't have sprint. People are going to go back thinking it's a classic Halo, slower movement. Bad side. Today's modern society has become more used to it. Halo 5, Halo 4 were popular games at the end of the day, and people love it. You know, competition is only a small part of Halo's franchise. It's mm -hmm. it's the it's the way the world is, and that's the, the damn truth of it. Sure. Competitive side of it is very, very small. However, its history is there. Um, sprint, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't with these answers, yeah. If it does have Sprint, People are going to get pissed and cry regardless. People are going yeah. to say they're never going to play it again. It's just yeah, one of those things. Just from that factor, which is kind of crazy. But yeah. Instantly, like, well, I'm never playing this. Oh, la, 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 la. It's, it's going to happen. It's simple as that. And I do feel sorry for 343 because this is, they're <laughs> going to get shit no matter what they do. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's rough. Um, yeah. And I think that's the good side of our, of our game, the franchise. You have people who do pictures, you have montages, you have casuals, you have Dude, big team players, everything. you have people who create racetracks, you have people who, Play zombie like our universe and franchise is massive compared massive. to many other games. It's enormous, and people don't forget that that competition, like kind of what the area I'm from, is only a little minuscule part of it. Um, and that's kind of what Fortnite has the issue with at the moment with all the shit that's going in competition. Is that right. Fortnite competition is probably about 0.5 percent of Fortnite's player base, if exactly. that. The other 99.9% of it is kids with miniguns. Yeah. 12-year-olds <laughs> and casuals. It's simple yeah. as that. Streamers, that's all it is. Yeah. Um, so you're damned if you are, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. Universal playlist, universal settings are awful and do not they should not happen. If they do, we're gonna go down the same route as Halo 5. The other factor is that we just get given the rules that we want to play and they, they remove it out. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Um I think everyone everyone anyone would be ignorant. I'm blind to think that Infinite won't launch with Sprint, in my opinion. I think you would be. It is. It's, I, I think it has Sprint, and I think it will have Sprint. 
it's 2019 and that's generally the trend. I think they've pushed it too hard at this point with Reach. I know it was Bungie, but still. We've had it longer than we haven't had it too, yeah. Yeah, I think next year it will now be a point where Halo has had Sprint in it longer than it's not had Sprint in it, which is kind of a scary thought, but that's the the hard truth of it at the end of the day. Um, So yeah, I think it would also be a matter of 343 kind of eating the words if they didn't put it in and feeling like, okay, everything else we've done before this was wrong. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's you know, it's hard. I've been thinking the kind of beautiful thing about Halo, like just a second ago you said, it's just, it's massive. There are people who like, who like Forge, who like Campaign, who like casual multiplayer, competitive, whatever. There's just so much. The beauty of Halo is that it kind of gives every type of gamer something that they love, something to enjoy about it. It's just, it's, it's holistic in that sense. Is there a way to, you know, expanding on that notion to have a Halo Infinite game that has both abilities and classics? So let me just throw this out there. Let's say that the game is built foundationally over classic movement and classic mechanics, and the campaign works as like a Metroidvania where you start as classic Spartan, everything's classic, and then as you go, you kind of pick up abilities and you you expand and evolve. In multiplayer, it's kind of like everything's on a toggle. You select what you want. Maybe the competitive playlist starts as just completely classic, and then while they're playing in those settings, people are constantly testing other settings that have different like abilities on toggles and deciding which ones work best, and then the next season, they, unre- they release it with a thrust, and then they release it with a sprint and a thrust, or whatever the competitive players want. And and yes, it's kind of lame to, to not have one set way of doing things as far as like, uh, you know, having like, oh, it's going to be this way, classic or or advanced. But but Halo's never really been like that either. Like Halo 5 has a competitive Halo 3 playlist in it. Like we're still going to get tons of playlists regardless of what we do. Maybe you have one type of Halo that's like the most popular or the one that's that's in the playlist the most. But I think this kind of idea of trying to incorporate everything could still be possible. And I know people are worried about, do you have to change the map sizes? Do you have to change reticle bullet magnetism? Apparently bullet magnetism is like the same between H3 and H5. I just saw a video online. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. I saw it, that one. Yeah, where it was like still wild. happening. Yeah. So like there's that. And on top of the fact that, yes, I understand that maps might need to be expanded, but they're making a new engine. Is there no way that they can create like a slider bar where they take a small map for classic movement and just just fucking expand it? Is that I think that'd be sick. I'm just this is just me talking on my ass here. But like it'd be awesome to incorporate everything in some way. And all the abilities that are in the game are tweaked to be more balanced and not as wild and crazy, you know, flying across the map. And I don't think Clamber would work because I'm not sure how you'd still unless you make the maps taller and wider, which just sounds nuts. But that's just my kind of two cents. So the, that. the main <laughs> the main issue with sprint for me, straight up, is it affects the map design mm. in a way that you have to have a bigger map and then right. you start getting verticality to the map. You start adding all these other shit to traverse the map. <clears throat> and that's the biggest knock on effect of sprint is that you start designing maps around it. It's it's hard. I mean, the other factor would to be just to look at Halo 5 and take the trash out, get rid of your Spartan charge, get rid of your ground pound, right. maybe just keep the sprint and thrust, get rid of the clamber, and just water it down. Keep your things that you want to keep, but water it down. For the love of God, if anyone at 343 is listening, please, please get rid of grenade hit markers. That's all I ask. That's, that's, that's <laughs> all I ask. Done. Like, straight up, I, you, you can, if you want to keep your sprint, keep your sprint, but get rid of the grenade hit markers. Bullet, bullets I'm fine with, but get rid of the grenade hit markers. Listen to this man. 
It's it's a free it's a free radar. Oh, throw a grenade here. Oh, I've got a hit marker. It oh, is radar. The Literally beacon. Maybe they can have a name Size that gives it with you a passion. hit markers instead or something like as a as an alternative grenade. If, you know, if there is nade hit markers, I will be extremely <laughs> deeply and very very upset. Yeah, just the same same thing that'll happen if they say that there's sprint in the game. You get the same bunch of yeah. people are extremely disappointed and upset. But yeah, nade hit markers I think is something that could be universally like appreciated. Like that nobody's gonna be upset if they don't have a you know a BK whenever time the nade hits. Um, the um yeah, sprint's gonna be yeah. an interesting one, but I think it's we're at a point now where it's just too ignorant to, to ignore it. It's it's gonna be in the game, in my opinion. It, yeah. I think it's already there now. We'll we'll see in, in time, I'm I'm <laughs> sure. I, I think I think the designing the I mean you have to pick one right if they're designing the game now it has to be designed around the mobility so yeah like yeah if it, if it's there now it's it's the building it around it it will it will shape the foundation of the game at the end of the day um, yeah. I don't know man there's there's your positive side there's your negative side but if they water it down and they don't make it I think that's the thing it was unbalanced in Halo Five and with everything else, with the radar, the automatics, the grenade hit markers, the, the magnetism on the sniper rifle where you could just no-scope and, and kill someone instantly, which you still kind of do. It had a lot yeah, of things that just were completely unbalanced, but if it's fully balanced and done out, then yeah. fair play to it. You know, it's it's a it's a modern mechanic. People are starting to work to it. Our player base is only getting older in the younger generation. We need to incorporate, and if that's what they play for, market and everything else tells them that sprint works, then do what you want. Just as long as it's a good game, who, who cares? I, like, I do think its effect on Halo 5's movement is very interesting, and it, it kind of adds a lot of depth and intricacies to Halo 5 that people may not recognize at first glance. As far as, like, whether or not it's not balanced, that's something that could be tweaked as well, though. Like, people will be like, oh, Sprint lets you run away from gunfights. It's bullshit, whatever. But that's kind of something that they can still balance, right? Like, there's a Sprint. First of all, your shields don't come back. That's whatever. It's more so the fact that the cripple effect only takes effect if you're not at max sprint speed, right? But if you hit max sprint speed, you don't get crippled by the bullets that are shooting you. Like, uh, normally, if you just try to start sprint, you'll, you'll limp or whatever. Uh, they can make it so you get crippled at all times when you're sprinting. Even if you're max speed, you get shot, you're crippled. Because you shouldn't be sprinting when somebody's ready in a situation where they can shoot you. So something like that. Or uh, making it so that you can't slide as early. Because the biggest issue with the sprint is you can slide before you hit max sprint speed. So people don't just sprint. They sprint slide. And they're out of there in half a second. So maybe slide doesn't work until you hit max sprint speed. These are all other things. It's like there's ways to, to balance it and have that work and still have, you know, kind of the cool intricacies that come with having it in the game. The the issue with that is, and, that's, and again, I think that's a learning process from Halo 5. Like, in my opinion, bringing in the, what it was, okay, you don't, your shields don't come back. That was brought in at a later date. You know, your, your shields will come back when you're sprinting. But again, that's just... Banded, you know, you're sticking a bandage on something that wasn't balanced or wasn't sure. thought out of beforehand. It's like, okay, well, we need to fix this now, so let's do this mechanics. Like, if that were thought about afterwards, or we didn't have it in, and I don't want to see it where it's like they're trying to counterbalance things. Mm. It's it's there from the get go, and it works because it's tested. We've had a beta, people are happy with it yep. from from the get go. Uh, there was one thing I was thinking that uh, kind of maintained in Classic Halo is this this core component of Classic Halo is how sim the simplistic design creates interesting elements of strategy, and there's a clear understanding of the value behind each option at your disposal. So the uh, like the example that I had in my mind was I was watching an event. It was Roy and Fallicated. They're on L0 and R0. They're facing each other, and they're moving into R1 and L1 pockets. Like They're going into the pockets, and uh, Fallicated goes in first. Roy sees him goes in, go in, and he tosses a perfect nade right at the end of the pocket. And he knows after tossing that nade, the Falicated can't go back. 
Like he cannot jump over that nade without taking a massive amount of damage and basically dying from that nade. So he can go down to the bottom of the pocket with his weapon ready and know that he's going to be there and make sure he gets that first shot. And that's a very interesting strategic scenario that gives the grenade a ton of value. Because he threw that grenade, it has value being there. He cannot get back over that nade. But if you have sprint, jump, thrust, you can get over that in a second. And now the nade doesn't really have the same value that it did. And I know Halo 3 in that scenario, Falcated also has the opportunity to jump up onto the little ledge, drop down below, and he can survive that way, which, you know, if he's precise, he can do that. But then he loses map positioning. So it's kind of like a worthy punishment for his decision to get out of that situation. So it's kind of a cool, very simple, but very interesting strategic kind of scenario that you would never have in, in modern Halo. And I, I thought that was... Uh, yeah, I just thought that was a really interesting formula. It would be cool if they could find a way to preserve that in future Halo titles. I was thinking, is there some way they could innovate, they can have mobility, because modern Halo fans and modern fans in gaming want fast games. Like, I want a fast game, everybody wants a fast game, but how do you have a fast game without Sprint? Like, do you have any ideas, uh, anything interesting, if they had no Sprint, how they would? I, I mean, you just go back to look at what made 1, 2, and 3 so popular and so great. Um, part of that was various other things, and I think some people are ignorant said, look at how big halo 3 was because it was classic no that that's wrong it's because we're in a time where halo 3 was Probably the biggest on the market yeah. it was that that was the game to play sure everyone had xboxes different time different scenario like people it's the old argument of what was better the um tox gaming or final boss like everyone's mm. oh you gotta say final boss well no you could say toxic it's different time different place different demographic different right. amount of teams yep it's it's you can't cut a clear answer legendary yeah maybe you will go with final boss but in terms of actually events one on the row i think it was or two halo world championships back to back you know there's there's the sides of, of both the coin at the end of the day um i think we know sprinting makes it a little bit easier but then again might people might just say it's boring and shit and this is not 2019 and just not play it um i don't know it, it's such a, a horrible road to go down and i think again if 343 are damned if they do and the damned if they don't it's just one yeah. of those things that they know they have to deal with and they have to tackle face on but so long as there are signs of classic halo in there and so long as things it's not all advanced as what halo 4 and halo 5 turned out to be so long as that gets serves its identity as, yeah. as a halo game that's yeah. the biggest problem that this franchise has it needs its identity that, back yeah. It's yeah. lost its identity, and looking at the trailer that we saw at E3, you know, the the beacon of hope, the Master Chief, the big bulky bastard with his, <laughs> you know, his green armor and everything ready to go. That's yes. what you want to give your audience, your franchise. You want to make them feel it. Like when I play Infinite, I want to be playing a new game. I want to play in a futuristic, a modern game. But I also want to feel Halo Two, Halo Three, Halo Six. I want to, I want to feel Halo within it, and just bring back the identity. That Halo 5 and Halo 4 lost what it was, you know, if it wanted to be Destiny, Call of Duty. It was its it was its own game. It was it was very much its own game, but it certainly wasn't Halo. And you roll that back for Infinite and we're gonna be in a good thing. I think a good place. And MCC coming out on Steam and PC, like that's just still mind blowing to me. That's gonna happen. And that's gonna really yeah. bolster the the whole franchise's backbone, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, the quest to regain its identity, and I, I think it's happening. I think you closed that section right there beautifully. So, yeah, let's talk about Halo on PC then. What do you think about that? It's one of the top games on Steam on the wish list. It's, it's, they got whole new settings for it. It looks beautiful. It, like, What do you think of uh, the potential as far as Halo on PC kicking it off with Reach? Well, first of all, I'm surprised Microsoft didn't lock it down to the Microsoft Store. So to get it on, yeah. the, to get it on Steam, 
is like an insane win. And to be able to put it there is just madness. I mean, there were always going to be signs of life because Halo Wars is on there, but to be able to bypass Microsoft upper hand and actually not just lock it down to there is phenomenal. Um, people are going to be streaming it. Summit's going to be streaming it with 19, 20k. Let's the dogs, go. dog's yeah. going to be playing it. Ninja's going to be playing it. Like these guys, they won't even be paid to play it. They'll just play it because that's what's going to be the thing at the time. Yeah. Um, oh fuck! I don't know. It's just going to be. <laughs> it's just going to be so good. It's just. It's just going to ah, be so good. Like yeah. I cannot wait to play. Um, didn't get a chance to play. I got in on the 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 last um go on for the for the reach thing. I was away in Germany and I got back on the evening and installed it and it would already taken down by then. I'm like shit. Okay. Um, but it's just going to be a whole new ball game. Like people, be different. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. It's just going to be a completely different ball game, different times, different. Um, you're going to be able to it'll research the franchise because you'll have all these people. If you just want to plug in a country, if you want to play with a controller, fine. But you know, no one's going to hate you for it at the end of the day. But yeah. you you plug in your controller, play on it. There's going to be a billion and one other people playing it. Matchmaking's going to be fine. It's going to be fair. It's going to be evening. Oh, it's yeah. It's going to be good. Literally, yeah was the mcc release we were praying for back in 2015 right like actually just being able to get on and play with a large population of people get games quickly and and just you, you kind of bring you back to what you know and love a halo and i think that this yeah you're right this is just freaking massive on top of the fact that they're even they have a bit of a like a contingency plan here they're trying to make it so that you can bring all your old files into the steam game as well so you load up the game on steam and you've got your file share you got your maps like if you're a custom games player you jump into to, you know fat kid or whatever it is you used to play like i think that's that's a really cool initiative as well i like the fact they're doing the progression system as well like new new right, things with mcc things like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really really it, it's a whole new world for him at the end of the day and i think it's definitely a good a good trial it's a trial by farrow that's for sure but yeah. The, still the underrated thing about PC is this slip space engine. Like, if they can fix things in real time oh with or, or issues and change things, like I've seen on, on other games, it's like, oh shit, there's a there's a fault here. Well, let's send it to the network engineer. They'll they'll fix it and send it right. back. So it goes to Korea, they fix it, sends it back. <laughs> Live event, update, patch the game, right there we go, fault fix, done. Done. Um, Fortnite, I think, right there. Honestly, like, slip space engine, I know we're talking about MCC in it, but PC in general, Owning an engine like that is phenomenal and just opens so many possibilities. The one thing that people don't kind of think of is the sponsorship that can now come in, like being locked to a console as an AMD chip. It it's people might not want to watch console, people might not want to sponsor console, people might not have yeah. lives like IEM, for example. You know, right. IEM can't work with it because it's an AMD chip. If it's on PC, the sky with the sponsorship and everything else is the absolute limit. You're right. That's huge for esports. It's it's gonna it, it's unfortunate for the console guys, and that's that's where Halo came from. And and myself, I've been grinding at a controller. Yeah, what, what do you think? I don't think it will be that bad. I, I transition. Think I think they can transition over as well. But yeah, I don't even think you need to transition. Plug it. Why just plug your controller in on your PC? Just People might be a bit of, might have a bit of banter you away, but hell, you can still. That's what Destiny does. Most of the Destiny players play it 144 hertz. Just plug in a controller and play with it. They play on PC because it's got it's unlocked from. 30 FPS of all random things, but that's <laughs> oh a different God. story altogether. I know. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't think it will make any difference. They uh -huh. could be a point where, and maybe there's balancing systems you can do. Fortnite does it. Like if you queue with a PC player purposely, it will put you in PC queue. So you'll play, you, you know, 
that you're going up against PC players. Look at hell. Look at Snipedown. He's shitting on people in Apex. He is. Yeah. With and a controller. Ogre yeah. Two Fear itself won the Twitch Rivals thing with mm. controllers against PC. That's how it needs to be. And so long as there are things in there in stipulations that if you're going to be playing, you know you're playing against PC players. You know, I don't want it. I, I do not want to plug in a controller because, like on Destiny because I get more auto-aim off of that than I do with my mouse and keyboard. I, right. I don't want that to be the point. It's like Fortnite, same thing. I'll plug in a controller because I have an advantage over mouse and keyboard. If they can balance that and tweak that, that it's an even ground and the stipulation where you know you're going to be queuing against PC, mouse, and keyboard users, yeah. then we're fine. But those rules need to be in place. Otherwise, people are just going to go the Fortnite route, plug in a controller and Destiny because you get free auto-aim and then it's just a shit fest. Free auto aim. Yeah, that's the thing. So depending on how they balance the aiming mechanics, the, there could actually be huge advantages to having the controller. It's just those those instances where, you know, I'm watching Shroud play Apex, and he's in a 3v1, and it, he kills a guy. There's a guy directly behind him, 180s in a fraction of a second, pops him in the face, like something you would never see, and then slides backwards at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like some of that shit, like the ability to control your acceleration and just all these like fine-tuning precision situations that... It would be tough to kind of match that in certain environments. But the beauty of Halo is you have shields and there's map control. And when you have map control and you have shields, you should not have a guy directly behind you. You should know where people are on the map. So, yep. we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I'm excited that it's just on PC. And, yeah, we've got just sky's the limit here, man. I, I'm doing everything I can. To, just the idea good. of breaking down Ninja, like, holy shit. Like, I, I'm breaking down Snipedown. I get a retweet from Snipedown. That's freaking amazing. I break down Ninja and get a retweet from Ninja. Like, this is my own thing. He's going to be looking for his utilities to build a fort around him. He'll be, insane, he'll be trying yeah. to build oh, yeah. build a, build something now. Tyler will be fine. He'll enjoy the game as well. I think he'll, he'll, be, he'll yeah. I, I think he'll play it. You know, Doc's going to play it. You know that for a fact. Summit will be smashing it every single day. Um, it also depends if Microsoft pays them. Like it's it's been proven with Apex, for instance. Like all the page streams for the Apex partnership, all the big YouTubers, all the big names are doing it. It's marketing at the end of the day. You want you want somebody to big to play your game. You need like five million. You got to go. You got to pay people to play it. You put it out there. Boom! Top of the. I mean, I'd love to see the figures with some of these where it goes to the top. I, they've always said it. Influencers sell games. Yeah. If you're at the top of Twitch, Dude, Jesus. If they're at the top of Twitch and the top and they're at the top of the trending YouTube box, like it sells. Marketing sells at the end. It's just it's the way of the world. So uh, as we wait with bated breath, we still have some Halo tournaments on the horizon. We've got Red Bull Rise Till Dawn this weekend. Let's uh, try to transition the conversation over there because we do have a number of amazing duos that will be attending. I believe Maddie sent you a link to the list of uh, duos. Can't touch and, my PC, uh, but yes. <laughs> oh, shit. You can't. Uh, just don't touch Skype. Let's see if you can take a look at that. Okay. I saw a couple of them. A couple of them. I've... I've not been able to just been away i've not been able to pay too much attention to this one but i have yeah and seen, i mean oh here we go yeah yeah i went on twitter and i was like what how do i position this episode in a way that, that you know why, why would you want to see it okay uh rebel rise till dawn's coming up let's give our predictions but really i just kind of wanted to chat with you about halo and casting and your thoughts on things uh i'm not sure how how much we can really predict for what we see here but there are some pretty amazing teams i'm gonna just call out a couple uh you got straight sick and demon d teaming up uh, antimatter gaming uh and straight sick they're both these guys are incredibly individually skilled and i think the beauty of this 2v2 is you're going to see that individual skill more so um i know straight sick from ffa is just incredible at ffa as well so i, I would love to see how these guys play together uh you've got gun type and cranium i'm not really sure who cranium is but we all know gun type gun type 
Straight six. I'm, straight six still only got one event win under his belt so far. That's right. Like two now. This, he wants this, man. Straight yeah, six. Yeah, I, I think the only... I could be completely wrong here, but I'm sure he's, his only win is a... I think oh, it was an God. FFA. No, he's got he's got a four v four, but it's I think it's from I, I want to say RTX Austin. I'm pretty sure he's only got one event win. I think that man needs an event win, like he more under his belt. He needs more more wins. He deserves it. Yeah. I don't know why that's a really stupid number that's in my head, which is just <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know why that is. No, but I you might be actually right on the money. I'm not sure. I'd have to go look. It might even it. be Halo Four, you know. I think it's Halo Four. I think it might be Halo Four. RTX. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, we got GMS coming back as well. These guys are the uh, the winners of the only big two v two we've had so far. Uh, it was RTX 2014. Tony just dropped it, so that that would probably be Halo Four. Halo Four. There you go. Yeah, you literally called that shit. <laughs> uh, Tony literally just went in. Thanks, Tony. Some weird. There you go. Some weird info for you. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's like now. Now I'm just thinking you've got all the pro players' uh, statistics like on the top of your head, and you pre casting. You're like, okay, let me do all my research. Come in, and then. It sticks, I guess. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, it generally, I have a bit, I, a bit of a picture memory. Like I, we, I, I remember weird shit. It's mm. really bizarre. <laughs> I remember right. reading a long time ago why the weapons. It's always stuck me why the weapons on on in MLG settings drop, like when rocket pops, like okay. they drop from a small height, and it's because during those settings you need something to agitate the timer. So they raise the weapons in the air. And when they spawn by dropping that couple of centimeters, that agitates the weapon and sets the timer off. Agitates the. Why is why do you need something to agitate the? To start the timer going. Interesting. The, the internal timer. So if you throw a grenade at it, it's like a lawnmower. Yeah, it's like it you up. throw a grenade at it, it will move the weapon, start the timer. But with them, they spawn slightly in, in midair. I'm sure it's they spawn slightly in midair. They so do. when they drop, yep. they drop that activates the, the internal timer in the game. The beauty of that is that's where dirtying weapons comes into play. You catch exactly. it, you pick it up, it you drops. Away and you keep walking. Yeah. So that's that's how it works. That's why dirtying weapons is you hold it, and then I yeah. think it's either one or two seconds when you stand still. That's when yep. you can dirty it. Right, because then it thinks that it's dropped to the floor when yeah. you stand still for two seconds. That's that's what's so sick about it. And we'll probably never have anything like that again. But that's like from a strategic perspective, that's some next level shit that you can grab it out of the air and change the time on the drop. And only you and your team know too, which is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so touching on uh, GMS, Gabriel and Fantasy have a win under their belt already. They're very confident in this, uh, expecting big things from these guys. They've been doing it for a while. Uh, you also have an H5 squad here. You got Trippy and Penguin. These guys are unbelievably talented, and I just they have not had their time to shine in the spotlight at all. And I, especially towards the end of Halo Five, like Trippy's on reciprocity. Penguin was coming out as one of the best players. Uh, really curious to see like how the grind time has transitioned over to Halo Three. They just they haven't had their chance yet. Penguin was the best player at Worlds 2016, in my opinion. Okay, like he carried the living shit out of Elevate. Like he was just <laughs> unbelievable. The man was a machine on a mission. Um, the kid is just Zane is just a god. He's very very good. Yeah, and uh, also on the young guns here, you got Boo Boo and Tusk as well coming out from Infinite. Uh, so I'm sure these guys are going to be a force to be reckoned with as well. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like Shotzi is going to be in this one. Uh, didn't see any Frosty either. Kind of understandable. Uh, big team here is Ace and Snipe Down, though. This is the Reciprocity Squad, apparently. Uh, what do you think and of that? They live together, so they're going to be slamming oh, shit. the shit out of this game day in, day out. Right. There was some next-level teamwork on that. Huh. Hmm. You've got Commonly and Ryanoop. 
And I, I don't know uh, anything about their relationship playing together. They're both very talented, uh, very smart players. I'm curious to see how that one goes. Sage, Sage Black is the team name. Some weird um, and wonderful names these days. I saw yeah. they. I think, well, unfortunately, we're kind of down to the tier five, tier four organization. I mean, I'm always happy to have people coming in here, but some of them I just don't recognize at all. Dude, there's a team name called BR Bukaki, which I can't imagine is allowed <laughs> in Rise mm. of the Dawn. You can't, I, like, I don't know if the cast is just going to, with a straight face, say that team name. But anyway, we'll, we'll see what, <laughs> what happens there. BRB, I think you'd go with. BRB. BRB. Yeah. Uh, tall and proud is kind of a funny one. It's Divinity and Rami, and they're both very talented players, but they're not tall <laughs> at all. It's uh, it's quite the opposite. I've seen someone's I, called Meme Team, so I'm I'm gonna meme vote team. Meme Team. Meme Team. <laughs> there we go. Oh Pepe's out. I think I didn't recognize the players in that, so I just kind of skipped it. Um, Falling Esports is a big one too. I, I talked to Neighbor about this. It's Eco and Neighbor, and Neighbor said that Eco is like his best duo. Apparently, he, play, he plays really well with Eco. It's either him or Frosty, and uh, and he got Eco. Originally, he didn't know if Eco was going to team with him, so he had asked Ace just in case. And then Eco said yes, and he had to say no to Ace, and he like felt bad about it. This whole thing, but uh, he's looking really confident. Apparently, Kevin's a freak. He's he nuts, is. Dude. He's so like, good. He's just practically begged yeah. a guy to come on the show. <laughs> and Who would have thought? Like to, back but... in his days of unlegit, no one would have really. Right. Was, was it? Who did he start off? It wasn't Elevate. It was. Um... Oh god, what was the team called? Bollocks, I can't remember. Back when he was that. unlegit, I, I didn't even like take a second look at it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even remember. Switched I'm over to, to Eco. I can't yeah. think of the name. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, he was the talent that came out to excellence. Thanks, Muggsy. There you go. What was it? Excellence. Excellence. Okay. Yeah, when he was on the uh, on the way up, but he's just yeah, kids are freak these days. Yeah. Uh, Goofy and Cloud, two great players as well. Sage Esports. Um, and then one of the biggest teams at the event is Roy and Lunchbox, apparently playing together. I didn't see them on the list there, but I saw on Roy's Twitter that him and Lunchbox are playing together. These guys are incredibly talented. They've been duos forever. They're, they're twins, of course. But they've always had the history of bickering. How does this how does this play into their, their duos gameplay? Are they allowed I to sit beside each other? Do you know if it's going <laughs> to... I it'll think it'll be fine. It'll be, it'll yeah. be a better teammate than Flame Sword War. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, Roy had Flame Sword. He's still got second place in Flame Sword, but now he's got. Yeah, no offense to. Flame's so, so talented. He's just not in the picture as much now as he used to be. That's really Flame's good. one of those dudes where, like, you look at someone who's building a brand. Like, right. right. Man, it, the man is just so good at it. So, so good. And he's done so well for himself. I'm really, really happy for him. He's gone away, built a brand, then he comes back to Halo Three and then just twats on people ridiculously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nat yeah. the natural talent still there and the skill. And he's, uh, I think he's, is he still the Red Bull boy as well? So that'll be right up his street watching that. But uh, yeah, these were kind of the biggest teams that I saw as far as. Uh, you know what's available. There's a there's a ton of great players. I, I even have a Saintly, who I know is a really talented Twitch streamer. Saintly and Haynes on All Natural. So there are a lot of people from you know everywhere just coming in to compete at this tournament. Uh, is there any specific team that you would say uh, the favorite to win? I'd, I'd probably look towards that um, Eco and Neighbor team, definitely. Eco and Neighbor. Okay. Yeah, I definitely look towards. Just just so you're aware, I've just had a 
message pop up from my internet provider saying they're going to be shutting it down within the next half an hour. So if my internet goes off, I do apologize. You're good. We we actually are going to jump that's right. Totally my about yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we're going to jump to the Q and A anyway, and we'll be we'll be out of your hair. But um, but yeah, okay, I'll go with. Uh, I want to say Ace and Snipe Down, or or maybe Roy and Lunch, just because I I love mm. the reciprocity guys. Is that it's hard? And then you've got like is Fantasy playing? Did you say? Fantasy and Gabriel, who are already these guys are going to be in the top yeah. easily. They're going to be in the top. Depends who's at the most Red Bull, I suppose. It's going to be at least it's not EU it. time. EU time friendly. Who stays up the latest? Right, the EU time friendly, but they they need that advantage. <laughs> I'm just just messing. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean. Who can stay up in the evening? Who can drink enough Red Bull and uh, and focus up and win these these games? It's going to be exciting. I think very that's, good. that's the one thing that we could say at least. They're very good. Yeah, but uh, what do you guys think in the chat? Let's uh, kick off our Q and A. Remember, guys, you can drop your questions in the chat. Tony will send them to me on Discord. I will read them out loud, and uh, we'll see what you guys have to say. Uh, Tony says, "Might be worth speeding up or cutting a few questions to keep on time with Skims Sims." schedule you're right i totally should have done that and i didn't do that and i'm sorry my dude it is now Don't worry about it. uh let's do these real quick spaceman says uh what are you looking forward to most about halo infinite uh new game new game just, just new game everything uh, new game new new game it's simple as it just need a new game spaceman also says uh what do you think will push halo infinite over the top and solidify it as the halo game we all know and love identity Finding its identity as Halo and regaining that thing that both casual and competi competitive players see as Halo. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Getting back into that identity, Miss Maylevy, please says, uh, "I don't have a question, but I do want to say to Sims, I love your hair." Oh God, it looks like shit. So I'm surprised. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Tony. That's all I have right here. Um, before we do go, and I, I, I mean, feel free, guys, continue asking questions. I see Tony typing as well, but um, I do want to know what's next for you, Sims, as far as uh, kind of, you know, do you oh. have any like key goals? Do you have like a dream goal that you're trying to work towards, or anything big for you? Because you're accomplishing all this in esports. You talked about maybe getting into YouTube, building a brand elsewhere. What have you been thinking about recently? Um, still looking at YouTube. Still looking at, at doing some other little projects on the side at the moment. Um, I'm going to be working with will on a little project called pixel flare halo um will's been killing it by the way he's the, the man is a, is a literal graphics god so i'm gonna be working on him with a, a little project um and doing some on the side so look for that to be coming over in the next few weeks or months no awesome. details right now on it to share on it but certainly going to be doing some bits and bats social media is up if anybody wants to go and have a look at it for now um i have Oh god, my schedule is still PUBG for this year. Um, right. I'm going to make it down to face it by hook or by crook, regardless in what position. Let's um, go. That'll be going down there. God, sit and chill with the boys. Halo Three and all that lot. I would like to, for me, in terms of what I want to do, I would love to go to do an Asian event. I've always, I've never been to the East. I've, right. I've been to Brazil, done a shitload of North American stuff. But I've never like China, Japan, Korea. I've never been. To, or Australia. I've never, I've never been that side of the world. Um, yeah. So there is a PUBG nation. So there's like a nation, like a World Cup coming up for PUBG in Korea. I, I would like. I'm hoping that I get picked to do that because that would be sick. It's that like it's so basically sick. like the World Cup. They're picking players from countries and right. then sending them out to play. It's going to be absolutely mental. But in terms of coming up, um, I've got a week off and then I go to Berlin. I've got a PUBG major 
we've got the NA versus EU and Australia's in there. And then I get a day off. I have another major. A day for, off. Yeah, one day off. And then I have another major that I can't talk about yet for another game. All right. Um, another game, not Halo, not PUBG. Uh, not just yet. Okay. I okay. can't mention that one just yet. Don't and then yet. I get a few days off. It's just, <laughs> at the moment, it's just PUBG madness. PUBG madness with a sprinkle of some other bits and bats that I can't talk about just yet. Um, right. But I just want to, I'll be honest, <laughs> I just want to spend some time with my boy and my wife. So I get... Uh, go on holiday and do something like that. That'd be nice. Um, there's December's looking clear. That's, that's oh, and I saw my house yesterday, so now I've got to move house as well. We've been doing all of this, so yeah, that's that's good. And and getting done over by taxman and everything else that goes on with solicitors and God knows what else. So it's just it's just manic. But you know what? I won't change it for the world. Legitimately, I love I love my job and I love this yeah. this lifestyle. It's um. The diet's shocking. I'm trying to lose weight. That's what I want to do. If they won't keep going, I want to lose some weight because this career completely and utterly just destroys your body mentally and physically. Do you physically. work out Do you get time to work out? It's so hard with the schedules and the hotels and the food that's provided right. for you. It's just a shit lifestyle in, in that respect. <laughs> keeping healthy, it's horrendous because you just you're always on the go. Um, yeah. How do you how do you eat healthy? I'm just I, I'm trying to do fasting at the moment. To try wow. and just keep my eating habits and eating clean within a certain time. I'm going to try that. Someone just mentioned, wow, classic. That's a problem. That's a really bad addiction that I need to be careful of for August. If, if no one hears What's from me again in August. Wow. Cl- classic. Yeah. If oh, no one okay. ever hears from me again in August, you know why? Um, and that's because my family have kicked me out of the house and I'm somewhere oh in a laptop God. on the streets doing, <laughs> just playing Warcraft. And yeah, that could be, that could be a big issue. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be really careful with it because that'll, I think I'm just going to enjoy it for the social aspect because if I go knee deep in it again, I will never be seen again. It's literally a lifestyle. Like it, I, people who I've oh, talked shit. to who play World of Warcraft, they have raids like multiple times a week or something, and it's like a set schedule. Like it's like, no, I, I can't hang out. I have a raid. And I'm like, what the? During Halo 3, that's what I did. I raided hardcore <laughs> raid. I still have a European six kill on magma heroic um, language <laughs> like oh yeah we were we used to raid six nights a week and Jeez, that pushed dude. my relationship and my eating habits right. and everything else to the to the brink and to the limit and that's the only time me and my wife have been like a crossroads is when i used to raid heroically and it was it was a problem i was on i had my first i was a paladin and i had the first four set out of every paladin in europe i had the full like yeah i was a oh that was bad that was bad times gonna make the assumption that you got a no life for a long time to to get whatever you've got there you, you i've always said you get what you put into it um right. unfortunately i have a very addictive personality so it's it's a problem and things like that so i'll yeah. i'll I'll play it for the fun and the casual side of it of just leveling and enjoying it the say that now you're gonna lose your life no, to this thing in august no, i have a child <laughs> i have a child <laughs> To provide for there is a reason not to do it right right you got to own like, a little world of warcraft happening in real life basically you got to take care of uh i don't know if you take care of kids in the game <laughs> uh no not not quite i mean not yet. I, feel, I feel like i'm a kid in the game to be fair it's it's bad okay. uh, a couple more questions rolling in venom says uh who who do you think are the new up-and-coming teams uh for halo i guess <laughs> 
it's kind of hard to say, you know, with things just still as they are at the moment. I think the only way to really say it is if MCC gets an event and gets a resurgence um, and then new That's people. Okay. At the moment, it just yeah. feels very, very locked at the top and top at the top. And, yeah. you know, people won't practice with other teams. I'm, I'm sure if they ask, they'd be nice and might say it. But, like, if, if you want to be good, you've got to play the best and be the best. So, like, scrimming everything else that goes with it. Getting to Halo at the moment is, is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, not expecting too many new players to enter while this these kind of Halo Three events continue. If we get an, an MCC resurgence and like a shitload yeah. of teams turn up, I think that question then becomes valid. But at the moment, it's right. really hard to say and, and justify yeah. just because of who's solidified at the moment in, inside it. Yeah, uh, John Fight says, "What's your personal favorite Halo Two? Two? Why is that? It's just the best game. It's badass. It's it's the best game out of them all. Yeah, C was good." Two was godly. Two, two is still godlike, man. I just put up a, qu a clip on my Twitter of just how insane the beam sword is. Just depending on the angle that you swipe from, if the player's moving out to the left, you can launch yourself with the beam sword. He gets a, a kill tacular. I called it an overkill, messed up. It's kill tacular in Halo 2, flying through the air, getting a that's, headshot on a guy spawning. That's a new age mistake. That's a, that is a new age mistake. <laughs> I had to preface my analysis by saying it's been a while since I've played or oh, seen yeah. any Halo 2. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You know what? That's something I actually want them to go back to as well. The old medal system and the old announcer packs. Yeah. Like yeah. the old Halo 2. He's snappy too. He, he gets yeah. through it. He doesn't take I mean, his time. Uh, flag taken, flag dropped. He just goes to it. Halo 5's medal system was completely bollocks from day one. It was so slow. Like the amount of times you hear casters questioning whether someone got an overkill or not because they can't tell yeah. because the medal hasn't shown yet. Like the, the medal system was just. Travesty to be fair, it was it was not good. Um, and I kind of want them to that that'd be some another classic iconic piece, I think, to add to the to the infinite list. Like really classic. Yeah, regaining identity is getting back that that classic. Metal flashes, double yeah, kill, yeah, triple yeah. kill. I mean, I think Halo Three had the best voiceover, and Halo Two had the best yeah. medals. I think it's, yeah. I think that would be, if, in my opinion, the Halo Three voiceover is pretty godly. It's yeah. when you get when you hit. You hit that triple, that sick triple, and it just comes up on screen all and it's beautiful blue emblem. It's like, oof, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, with visuals and audio, you can change all that back to the beautiful classic stuff that we remember, and that's not going to hurt anybody, you know? Like, the game, whatever direction you want to take it with mechanics, go for it. But just, like, the look, at the sound of it, just bring it back, and people are loving it, just what they're doing so far. So hopefully that continues in the medals as well. Anyway, uh, that's all we have for questions. I've taken you a little bit. Uh, over our time here, so I will let Fine. you go, man. Thank you so much for joining me. It would be awesome Any to cast time. with you at some point in the future, man. I love your work. Yeah, just like I said, I, I expect a lot of to be more opportunities for yeah. for people to get into the team, and I hope there is. It shouldn't be just a locked thing where it's the same faces over and over again. There should be new opportunities. So, yeah, all been well. We'll uh, see how it goes. That's good, man. Thank you for joining me. No problem. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, that closes our episode of HCS Weekly for today. And I know we got a lot of you in the chat just kind of waiting for that exclamation mark grassroots giveaway. So let's get right to it, Tony. Who do we got? Give me the give me the the winner of our skin, our HCS grassroots skin and nameplate. We'll see who it finally is. Uh, Alex. He just said my name, Alex. That's not a tag. Or is he? Are you talking to me? That's the name. The name is just Alex. There's no. There's nothing. There's no. Straight up, Alex. Good, good shit, man. You got the name Alex, and you win the uh, the nameplate and 
be our skin as well. Enjoy the goodies. We'll find a way to send that to you, probably through the way of a DM. And that will close our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to stick around. Next week, we'll be back with more news, trick jumps, and interviews.